eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. God, what do I even want to say? That just happened. I mean, I'll do it again. Illinois football beats Michigan State 30 Seven to 34, the largest comeback in Illinois football history. They scored 27 points in the fourth quarter against a Mark D'Antonio defense. In Illinois, clinches a bowl while doing it. Six and four now, four and three, four straight wins. First time since 2001. I'm, I'm sitting here, and I, I'm not a guy who's got a rooting interest, but as a college football fan, that that was. So much fun. And this is the Illini Inquirer podcast. I'm introducing it. There's so many things to unpack from this game, Isaac Trotter. But the thing that keeps coming back to my mind is Illinois fans enjoy this. Don't look too far ahead of what 2020 could be because this is a special season. This is going to be one of the most memorable seasons of most people's Illini fandoms. Um, I know the Rose Bowl year, the, the Sugar Bowl year are great, but the improbability, the uh, excitement level, and really what it does mean for the future. But Illinois has a chance to do things and finish as high in the Big Ten as they have in a decade, more than a decade. As a trotter, I'll let you talk, but I'm, I'm just amazed at how special this team has become when halfway through that Michigan game a couple weeks ago, it looked like this team was going to quit and that Illinois could get a new coach, and that would be the same thing over and over again with Illinois football. But Josh Whitman, Lovey Smith, most importantly these players, found a way to turn this thing around and have a special season that a month ago none of us saw coming. It's really hard for me to describe what I just saw. It was just speechless. And I'm, I'm flying down the field, down the elevator, to try to get onto the field really quick with about three minutes to go. And I rush out onto the field, and it's fourth and 16. And I go, well, the game's over. And Josh and Matt Torbebe, again, just goes up over two dudes and rips it down. And you just see this, this thing, this special, special thing coming. And the thing that was so shocking about this is that we didn't see this coming. And I'm going to start all the way back in the beginning of the season. When we were going through training camp, we looked at this team and we thought, you know, they could be good. But what did we both say? We said, no, nah, they're five wins. It's five. It's a five-win team. They're a little bit better, but they're closer. They're five. They're probably closer to four than they are six. I thought they were a lot bit better, but I thought they'd still probably be a five-win team right. in this Big Ten. But we thought they were closer to four than they were six, and, th- and that's kind of where we were. We didn't see this coming when Illinois is down 28 nothing to Michigan. But the fight, the resiliency, the toughness, that started somewhere. And it, they, a lot of the guys will say it started with Lou Hernandez this summer and those 110-yard gassers that they ran over and over and over again in a hot Irwin indoor facility in, in, with 100 dudes in there. That's where that started, and we saw it today 
come out on the biggest of stages. Illinois is. I, I, I still just cannot believe that Illinois scored 27 points against a Michigan State defense that's one of the best in the country in the fourth quarter. That's just absurd to me. I mean, this is one of the best games, I think, in Illinois history. I mean, it's, it's the biggest comeback, but I threw out their best Illinois game ever. I mean, obviously beating number one Ohio State and being able to get to a Rose Bowl that's up there. You can, you can go back. and But, I mean, the last decade is obviously the best. Um, but it's just, you know, sometimes I don't know what to write after a game like this. And what keeps coming back to you and you and I, we're sitting here in the press box and we're about to get starting writing. And sometimes inspiration comes to me as we're just talking out this podcast, so it's nice, but... A lot of these guys weren't special, right? Like, you think of all the Cubit recruits right now that, that are making a huge impact. And even going back to Beckman with Jamal Moan and, and some of these fifth-year seniors, but Deli Harding's playing a huge role in this team. Jake Hansen's out of the game, and Deli Harding does that. Doug Kramer at center, I know he had some bad moments in that game, but also like what he's given this team. Stanley Green was one of those first guys. Kenyon Jackson, Tymeer Oliver, James McCord. I know he missed an extra point to make it. But after all of that and, and after all they've been through, and after all they've been through in that game going down 28-3, Brandon Peters throwing that pick. Brandon Peters, a discarded quarterback from Michigan, Back in Michigan, the state of Michigan, he has that game. Um, Joshi Matorbebe, who thought of quitting football. Um, all these guys, I don't want to call this like an island of misfit toys or something like that, but all these guys at some point were thought that they weren't special. Um, but they come together here at Illinois. Lovey Smith discarded from the NFL. Rod Smith discarded when Rich Raddatz, uh offense gets, gets rid. Brown had no other offers. No one wanted him. Nate Hobbs didn't have any other Power 5 offers. It's a pretty amazing story of how these guys have come together to turn this football program around. And I don't know, and these players don't know exactly how you become special, but they become a special group. This is a special season. And we got to really enjoy this ride because this is really cool. I mean, a month ago, where were we? You know, we're right back in two and four. We're doing our podcast up in Memorial Stadium after Illinois comes back. But two fumbles by Matt Robinson kind of screwed it. We're like, well, it was kind of nice, but was it a fake rally? You know what I mean? Michigan still covered all of those different things. What we have seen throughout this last month, there is no other season in Illinois football that I can remember where you have a month of games or something special like this happens where you beat a top 10 team in Wisconsin at home and you come from behind like that and you go beat Purdue on the road and you go beat Rutgers at home and then you go to Michigan State and you're down 28 to 3 and you come back and win you're talking about four games that have not happened here in a long 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 time this is a I, I'm gonna say it this is a misfit toys there are a lot of things here that we didn't like about this group I thought Rod Smith's play calling in the first half was really tough not very good Lovey Smith's defense was getting gashed just like we saw before and, and and then all of a sudden, again at halftime, it clicks, it locks in, and there's play after play that I can go back to. The touchdown at the end of the half was huge. The interceptions at the late in the first half were huge. Yeah, I want to break down like it's some of the big unreal. plays and, and some of the big players in this game. But um, you know, a month ago we're sitting here talking about Sylvie Smith going to get fired, and and there was good or reason. When that, yeah, will Lovey Smith get or, fired? Or when? Yeah, I mean we were talking about those things, and I know the, the staff has put the chip on their shoulder. They don't like us talking about that, but that was the reality of what Illinois was looking at, whether they could turn this around, kudos to them. And, and all I would say to Illinois fans, not that you need my advice or anything, but enjoy this. Because what we've seen with Illinois' history is that this doesn't happen all that often. This is going to be, most likely, the best Illinois team of the decade. Right? I mean, it hasn't been a good decade at all, but it, it, it's going to be that. So enjoy this while it's here and Boy, there's a fun team. It's an easy team to root for now, and kudos to that staff. When we come back, let's break down some of the biggest plays of this game as well as some of the biggest players. Selling a little 
or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all right joshy mattor baby is the guy most people are going to come up with four catches 178 yards has nine touchdowns now on what 29 receptions i believe in in the season it's it's amazing what he's able to do the big plays 83 yard touchdown that was a Great play uh, by by Rod Smith, um, and just the hail mary was Brandon Peters making a play. We'll get into Peters here in a second, but he met to Bebe has turned himself into a pro prospect. And USC was loaded at wide receiver, but it's like, how did you let that guy get away? Because he's not only a special talent, he's a special dude. He, I mean, he thinks at a different kind of level. Well, and he didn't want to go to Illinois. There was a time where he did not want to go to Illinois. Why didn't he want to go to Illinois? Because of losing and of the culture of losing. He goes, listen, I'm, I'm a grad transfer, so I obviously want to play, and I want to play a big role, and, and that's what he wanted first. But he wanted to go to a program where he could win, and he didn't think that. That's why he wanted to go to Virginia, and that's why at the last second when Illinois comes back involved, he goes, all right, I just got to take a gamble on him. He took a gamble on Illinois, and it absolutely paid off big time. And I think the Hail Mary was was probably the biggest play of the game, honestly, because that, that changed the entire course of that second half. I tweeted, just like Michigan, uh, you need a play to give you some confidence going into halftime. And the defense got two interceptions, and the offense finally scored a touchdown, the Imatur Bebe. And this followed the Michigan script, and it felt like it was going to follow the Michigan script all the way to Michigan State winning. But then you get McCourt. Uh, misses the extra point, but they find the a winner. Yeah, zone. I mean, you get all Brandon Peters throw, but they come back in a Matt Torbebe, another fourth and 17 conversion. Uh, just throw it up for him. I mean, Rod Smith even said after the game, I was a dummy. I was a, he said dumbass. I was a dumbass and didn't throw him the ball enough. When you do, good things happen. Man. He's unbelievable. He is an absolute star. I think that the people who thought, you know, in, in the beginning of the year that, you know, I, I was one of them. When we ranked those transfers, these grad transfers, I had Josh Matterbebe fifth or sixth on the most impactful transfer. Right now, and I going back and re-ranking those, he is number two for me, easily. Maybe even number one. What he has done is absolutely brilliant. I think that we need to really talk about Brandon Peters, though, because it, it, throughout, I, I wrote the preview. I said that Brandon Peters needed to really play well. I wrote it this week. This is right. my storyline. Brandon Peters in the offense, can they go win a game? The defense played a huge role with their four takeaways. Brandon proved himself today. Uh, and we've seen glimpses of it. But that second – I thought even the first half, his offensive line was not blocking very well for him. His receivers weren't getting open for him. 
But that first half, he scrambled, made plays under duress, under pressure. And then the second half is the best quarterback performance we've seen by an Illinois quarterback since when? I mean, yeah, what, what quarterback is having that kind of performance? I, I don't know any. You know, Juice had the, the Ohio State game, and there were some good games in there, but Brandon Peters had one of the most special performances we've seen, 22 of 42, and probably should have been a little higher than that with some of the drops his receivers had, 369 yards, three touchdowns. But every time Illinois needed a play, besides the interception, he made it. And to bounce back from that interception, which looked like it might have lost the game for you, what a play uh, for Brandon Peters. But he was just a playmaker, whether it was scrambling in the pocket or just making those zip throws. He made play after play that set you up to win. He got hit 12 times today. He was under duress all night long. And for a guy that struggled with confidence and that struggled with holding the ball on too long and that struggled with, gosh, I'm just not sure if I'm good enough to make this play in this big game, he did it. He stepped up. And, and I, I think you got to give a little bit of credit to Rod Smith for instilling confidence in Brandon Peters and constantly being on his side. He didn't get that at Michigan. And there were a lot of people that trashed him after after some of those performances at Michigan. We're trashing Brandon Peters in the first Peter. half of this game. What does Brandon Peters give you? Were tweets that we saw again at Bob Zupke. <laughs> I won't forget you this time. Over and over and over again, we see these things, and he has constantly put on the blinders. He doesn't have a Twitter account for a reason. I think it's probably a good call. I think he just Instagram posts, so I might look through my phone where we're recording on right now and see what he posted because it said, hey, Brandon Peters is uh, Instagram posted and he hasn't done it in a while. But yes, he does that. He does it extremely well. He doesn't care what you say, what you think, and Rod has trusted him. And listen, I, I've liked Matt Robinson since the day he arrived and wowed me the first week of training camp his freshman year. He can't make these plays. He can't make these throws that we're seeing from him. What did Brandon post? Brandon uh, posted a video of the game-winning touchdown on his Snapchat story, or on his Instagram story, and quoted it, ball game. I saw a, a snapshot of him doing an L sign to Michigan State fans. <laughs> He's got swagger. And after the Rutgers won, too, he was pouncing at a guy a little bit, talking to him a little bit. And that's the confidence. And after the game, I talked with him a little bit, and I said, how gratifying is this for you? In this state where so many people do not like you or think that you're not good enough or think that you should not be fit to have a college scholarship, how much d- does this give you? And he was so plain and so simple, and he goes, yeah, I mean, that this is a show-up game. Like, I showed them up. And, and that's what you want from your quarterback. And so long, people People have kind of trashed him for his, you know, calm and demeanor. A lot like Lovey, right? And it's Har- Harbaugh did that. Har- Harbaugh yes. said, "I need any more emotion out of you." It's kind of like Jeff Brom tries to get that. But what it helps with is if you have a bad moment, you don't get too low about it. If you have a great moment, you don't get too high about it. I think that steadiness from him. You know, sometimes it can come off as like, I don't care. It though. It comes yeah. from Lovey, and there's but, a back and forth there. But Rod also lets him be him. Rod's more of that emotional guy. Like Matt Robinson. Matt Robinson's an emotional guy. That's fine, but for Brandon, this is what works. And he told me, and his parents told me earlier in the year, they're letting him be him. And you're seeing him thrive. And I think Lovey has been fantastic at that, about that. So those are the two guys who really stick out to me. I thought Nate Hobbs had a fantastic day on defense. I, I, don't, I don't know the stats he ended up with. But that first half, he made some big plays, including the interception in the red zone. Getting back to Peters, he completely outplayed Brian Lewerke. Lewerke had a long touchdown run. He felt comfortable in the first half. Then he seemed to get too comfortable at the end of the second half, and he threw two picks, had two more turnovers, yeah, two more turnovers in the second half. Could have had a fifth, I believe. Uh, so Lewerke 
I mean, a snap go through his hands too. That that could count toward him too. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Peters outplayed him, and if if you're ranking quarterbacks in the Big Ten. Brandon Peters is top half right now, and he might be top six. Pass efficiency, I know he was top six coming into this game. He's having the best pass efficiency year we've seen since West Lunt in 2014, uh, but he's winning games too with it. He's he's the guy leading Illinois to a bowl game. And I think that the running game today couldn't ever really get going. Part of that was because of the big deficit, but also part of that was Michigan State's defensive line is really, really, really good. And so for Illinois, without Ricky Smalling, with Donnie Navarro a little bit banged up, for him to get absolutely walloped and then come right back in and continue catching I mean, that's a dude that just got put on scholarship. He had seven catches for 49 yards today, and all of them were just absolutely huge plays. But for this offense to not have Trayvon Sidney, not have Ricky Smalley, have guys in and out of the lineup, have this offensive line look mauled. They were mauled today by this defensive front from Michigan State. And for them to still be able to fight back and win, part of that goes to Rod Smith for some of the terrific play calls. But I thought that Braden Peters... For the first time this year, he went and won a game. We wanted him to go win a game against Nebraska, down four. He couldn't do it. We wanted him to go get you in position other times. He couldn't do it. He'd be so up and so down and have these quarters where he looks so good and then they had these other drives where he just looks so out of sorts. That moment, I, I had to feel really good for a guy like that who's persevered through a lot and not got a lot of reward. Every time that Illinois loses or Michigan loses, who'd the blame fall on? Brandon Peters. Every time that Illinois won or Michigan won, who'd the, blame, who, who'd the credit go to? Well, I mean, he's got a great supporting cast. He's a Matt baby. Line, right, a Matt baby. Reggie Corbin, Dre Brown, all of those different things. No, no, Brandon Peters won Illinois the game today. That's it. Yeah, yeah he made fantastic plays. and. You keep asking, and we keep asking, can they, can they keep taking the ball away like this? And four takeaways. They now have 26 on the season through 10 games. That's ridiculous. Yeah, good luck catching that number, rest <laughs> of college football. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Sidney Brown had two of them. The interception in the fourth quarter where he returned it for a touchdown should have tied the game. The court didn't go uh, wide left there. But that was a heck of a return. And that's what that's that's the mentality of this defense is it's not just get a pick and, and run out of bounds and get, let's set up for your offense. No, we got to score. And in that kind of moment, under five minutes left, you don't know if your offense is going to be able to score again. That might be your best opportunity with an offense not used to tackling, a bunch of offensive linemen coming at you. And I, I, I need to watch the replay again. I saw Jamal Milan blocking, but Io Shibanyo, I think, threw a big block on that one. So kudos to those guys. But Kalen Tolson tipped a pass. He's, he's playing in for Jake Hansen, who was injured today. And he made that big tip pass to get to Sidney Brown in the interception. Nate Hobbs had a fantastic game today. I've been building him up all his whole career. But he had four tackles, two tackles for loss. He's a great tackler. But had that one PBU that uh, – The interception yeah, he, Stanley Green in the end zone. I thought he had two PBUs. So they only have, they only have one on, on the stat sheet. But he had two of them, but Stanley Green gets a pick, and uh, it's just amazing what those guys were able to do, especially when Illinois' defensive line wasn't getting much pressure at all. No sacks today, only five uh, quarterback hurries today. I mean, Lorky was pretty comfortable back there, but the, they took advantage when they got in the third and long, Lorky put it in harm's way. And Illinois is going to take advantage of that, man. That's what they do. I think the secondary needs a lot of credit for bouncing back, too, because they had a couple blown coverages early in the game, and they looked bad, 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 bad. I mean, they also had some missed tackles, too, that also looked bad. I mean, think about, though, the linebacker play. You had um, you had Dele Harding, you had Kalen Tolson, and Dawson freaking DeGroote. Those are your three linebackers. If you had told me that those three would have been your linebackers against Michigan State in the beginning of the season, I thought Illinois got trounced 52-3. to I'm going through some of my tweets now, uh, Isaac, just because I don't want to forget some of these moments. 
Caleb Reams made a couple big plays. Not not only that pass interference to give Illinois another opportunity. I thought it was ridiculous. Dre Brown didn't get any touches near the goal line there, and they kept going backwards. But to get that pass interference, draw that. I know you got a story about that. But also, he had a big catch to extend that game-winning drive. So I, I, he had some big plays down the stretch where he had a bad drop and he bounces back from it. That's that's this that's team the story to a team. Of this team that is that is it because that drop that he had hit him right between the one and the three off a great play by Brandon Peters who spun out of the tackle, had another guy try to hit him, and he spun out and threw it downfield for about a 17-yard gain and went right off his chest. And the play before that fourth and goal. Caleb Reams turns and looks at me and points right at me and says, I'm going to get this done. And he did. And he did. Now, he didn't catch the touchdown ball, but he was did it what he needed to do to give Illinois an opportunity to win that game. And Illinois had two plays and he didn't get them. And you're thinking, oh, my gosh, they're going to still screw this up. They had six plays yeah. inside the five. And then you get Brandon Peters making our play. He just scrambles out, prolongs time, waits, 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 and Daniel Barker. A guy who's been waiting to make some big plays, makes the big play, had a big celebration as Daniel Barker does, but brings his grill in <laughs> into the postgame ceremony. But the best was Dele Harding, who had another 14 tackles today. He, I mean, he's on pace to finish one of the most tackles uh, in recent Illinois history. I mean, back Tommy in the Brown will yeah, be up there. Back in the, like the 60s and 70s, those guys had like 160 tackles in a year. Uh, but he's up to what 120 something now. Um, but Deli Harding at 14 tackles, a tackle and a half for a loss. He brought in a bowling ball, and he <laughs> was from the bowling alley in the new facility. It's a new day. It's a completely new day, and I feel so good, especially for guys like Harding. Reggie Corbin, Dre Brown, the guys who have epitomized um, leadership, and then they get a couple more players, Brandon and, and Josh and Matt Torbebe, and Owoli Batiku wasn't here. For them to experience this kind of program turnaround has been fantastic to watch. It's good for those seniors. I think it's also special for guys like Nick Allegretti and Mike Dudek who aren't here. And uh, it's just the, the foundation that was laid by those guys. Those are two senior leaders that – they put it all on the line for Illinois and never got that reward. And now I think that hard work is starting. You're starting to see the payoff from that. And it's special. And, you know, I, I, the, the thing I'm going to remember about this game is all the guys that were out for Illinois. That dominated the storylines for Michigan State this week, having three starters out. But Illinois had more out. Ricky Smalling's out, your best wide receiver. Trayvon Sidney's out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Ricky Smalling's a guy that fans have just associated with drops the last couple of years. You have missed him. You have really missed him as someone outside of Matt Torbebe who can kind of be a physical wideout, win some one-on-one battles. You know, Reams had a big catch. Donnie Navarro gets you those little catches. Uh, but to have another guy like Smalling, you really miss that uh, to open up the offense. Jake Hansen, man. I mean, you saw the first half. That got away from you in part because your linebacker play, the experience level wasn't there. So they hadn't seen some of these things that offenses throw at them. They hadn't been through the reps on the field with the live bullets flowing. So Kalen Tolson and Dawson DeGroote struggled early, but Kalen really bounced back later on in that game. Patiku's out, so you're not able to get a pass rush, and you have to overcome that. Um, Jamal Woods is out. No depth at the defensive line, and Keith Randolph's having to play. Yeah, so you're able to overcome that, too. It, it, it's amazing, everything they've overcome just in that single game and in the single season. It's so weird. I, I'm just looking at the receiving numbers. Donnie Navarro, walk-on, seven catches, 49 yards. No one wanted him. Josh Amatorbebe, four catches, 178 yards, two touchdowns, kicked out of USC. Justice Williams, well, formerly. Kicked out. But, you know, kind of, you know, get, booted the door a little bit, said, hey, you're probably not going to play here very much. Why don't you go somewhere else? Justice Williams. Two, two catches, 42 yards, including a really big catch that set up a field goal that Illinois absolutely needed on that first, second offensive drive. Nobody wanted him. 
right? Like that's a linebacker. Turns a wide receiver. Turns a tight end. It just you can go down the list. All of these guys have made such big plays, and and now you're six and four, and now the pressure's off because you can have a bye week now heading into Iowa, and you can go listen. We're playing with house money. Yeah, let's talk about that next. What's actually next for this team because they've arrived. I think this is the arrival for the Illinois program under Lovey Smith, not just Wisconsin. I think these last four weeks and that game and that comeback, that's a national story. They have arrived on the national stage. Now you get greedy. Let's talk about what's next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, after all of that four-game win streak, guys, I think it's a really good thing. This team gets to rest a little bit. This team gets to kind of refocus a little bit. I mean, we've talked about the injuries. You can get your injured guys healthy, hopefully get Batiku back. I don't think Smalling's going to come back with how severe that injury looked like. Maybe you can get Jamal Woods back in here. And just all the nicks and bruises you've accumulated over the last couple weeks, you can rest up. And then you get to focus on Iowa for really, what, 10, 11 days of practice. And, again, we're talking about arrival moments. You've beaten Wisconsin. You lost to Minnesota. Minnesota, huge win against Penn State today. They're probably going to win the West here. But you have a chance to finish second in the West. You have a chance still, possibly, to win the West. Uh, I think, yeah. Minnesota had to lose out for that to happen. I, I know. I think they, if they lose three and Wisconsin ties, there's, there's oh, a tiebreaker. Okay. Okay. Maybe that's gone out the door now. But you can finish second or third in the Big Ten. And to be able to sit there at the end of the year and show recruits, hey, Minnesota's ahead of us. Maybe Iowa's ahead of us. Maybe Wisconsin's ahead of us. But there's not – like we're over all these other programs. Look how much ground we've made up of, of where we're going with this thing. Plus, you could go to a really good bowl game. You're not talking about coming to Detroit again. I think Illinois played itself out of that with today's game. And Northwestern, I think you should beat that team. You're playing yourself into a really good bowl game. If you beat Iowa and Northwestern and end the season on a six-game winning streak, believe that, um, you're going to a really good bowl game. I'm just trying to get my mind wrapped around a possible six-game winning streak in eight and four, but yeah, you're you're playing with house money right now, and the pressure's off. And I think when the pressure's off, this team can really breathe and then get back to playing their type of football. I like the buy here. Some could say, "Well, let's just keep this good times going." No, no, no. This team is absolutely beat up. They need to get healthy. I think they are going to be able to get healthy. And after you win four games in a row, that momentum doesn't just disappear because you don't play in a, in a week. You're going to continue to have that. Think of the confidence that these guys have going into Iowa, a program that's solid but kind of in the same tier as Michigan State. When Michigan State's winning. 28 to 3 I turn to you and I go who's better Michigan State or Iowa and we go I don't know they're really similar you're gonna have a chance to win that game and don't forget last year 63 nothing you don't think that's on the minds of this team now they got 14 days to stew on 63 nothing again and get ready to go kick some butt again and then and now you're playing with confidence and now you're having a chance where hey I'm I'm looking in Texas and saying hey are they going back to Dallas or for a really good bowl or California you know are they going to San Francisco I mean let's get the bowl thing out we should re-rank them again just kicking out Detroit I'm looking at the Big Ten standings right now Big Ten West Minnesota 6-0 Wisconsin 4-2 Illinois 4-3 they're over Iowa, Purdue, Nebraska, Northwestern. 
I, I was the bold one who picked Illinois to finish sixth in that division. I felt really bold by doing that because I thought, I thought they'd be better in Purdue this year. I didn't see Northwestern being there. I didn't see Nebraska there. I did not see Illinois as a possible top three team right now. And they control their own destiny there. They beat Iowa and they beat uh, Northwestern. They're going to finish in top three. It's amazing. That's absurd. And they've got two of these wins on the road, too, which I think is really important because that hasn't happened around here very often in the last few years. And Lovey Smith said at the beginning of the year that this was going to be the breakout season. We kind of mocked him a little bit. After no, the- no, okay, let's not do this. We thought they could be good. Yeah, like right. you said, closer to four than six. I don't know about that. I thought they were in that middle. I didn't know where they could go. But at two and four, right. we're sitting there asking, you said this was better. It's not better. But they stuck their head down and kept going better. So that that's the difference is two and four. Like I thought this team could make a bowl game before the year. I did predict five wins, but I, st- I thought this – team would lose some close games they're winning those they're winning those games and I didn't think they'd win at Michigan State I didn't think they'd beat Wisconsin those are two games I thought really no chance of winning they're winning those it's amazing and I can't be happier for some of those guys that have endured through a lot I mean Dre Brown could have said you know what I'm done with this thing I've gotten two knee injuries I've gotten a battle battle through another one I'm good with this I'm gonna go live my life I'm really really popular here in Champaign I'm gonna be just fine financially Dre Brown or Reggie Corbin I could go to the NFL, and, and he's even coming back and not having as great of a season as he is statistically-wise. But this is a better and more fun season for him personally because of the success that this team is having and to finally break through these goals. So I'm happy for those guys. And that moment between Lovey Smith and Josh Whitman on the field after that win where Whitman picks him up, picks Lovey up and celebrates with him, and then he goes to the corner to celebrate with all those fans that made this trek up here, that was really deserving. Those guys, that coaching staff, this team deserved that moment. Those fans deserved that moment too. Yeah, and Josh Whitman stuck by him throughout it. Uh, you know, the, the thing where it leaked out that he was doing back channels on, on Luke Fickle, they, they have strongly denied that. And that could have been agent talk, trying to help Luke Fickle, whatever it was. Um, but he is stuck by his guy. And he's always said he's got steady leadership. This is going to turn around. And, and I got to see a moment between Josh and, and Hope Whitman, um, his wife, on the field that – they were just pure joy, hugging, and just couldn't believe. Well, maybe they could believe, but that it's actually happening. The we will win is happening. I, that is happening right now. And kudos to those guys for turning this program around. Because at the beginning of the year, midseason, it was we will win, right? They're finally winning football games. It's amazing to watch. And kudos to this entire group. It is fun to watch. They deserve it. And Illini fans deserve it, Isaac. They deserve to win football games. We're talking about one of the most depressing decades of Illinois sports in both football and basketball from 2010 to 2019. They're finishing it off in a really, really cool way. And I, I can't help but just think about where this program could go after this and how much this year really meant to the future of Illinois football. Just because when you have a year like this, you can springboard off of this and you can really use this to your benefit. And this is a roster. A lot of these guys are coming back next year. So this is a special year, and I think that's important. But you can look ahead now and go, we've got to, we have some momentum now. There's a chance for 2020 to be even more special than 2019. There's a chance to really start making some inroads in recruiting and start winning some of these big-time battles. You won a few of them, but now you can win a lot more of those. And you can resonate with some of these guys in Chicago because Lovey Smith's name still matters up in Chicago, and it matters a whole lot more now that Illinois is winning. And all the people 
throughout the offseason who, you know, who mocked Shaman Cooper for picking Illinois and who gave Isaiah Williams a really hard time why he picked Illinois or who were asking Marquez Beeson, why'd you take Illinois over Texas A&M and LSU and Alabama? Well, now you see why. And those guys haven't even been a big part of it, and they can be the next future of this. I'm just saying, uh, Isaac, you can head it yourself. Enjoy this. <laughs> Enjoy this, what is happening right now, because this has been a special season, and that was the most special game. And a season that included an upset of Wisconsin, a walk-off, rushed the field against Wisconsin, I think that's now the number two most memorable game for Illinois football in 2019. I can't think of a college football game that's been better than this one. I can't. I, I can't. USC Texas was pretty good in the Rose Bowl back in, what, 2006? That was pretty, pretty dang good. But for Illinois football, that was legendary. We're going to cover it. We're going to try and find words to describe this, actually put them down. Uh, it's a great opportunity. I'm going to give my plug here. Uh, two months for just $1. Sign up for a VIP access. We've got Derek Piper over in uh, Arizona. We're going to do a podcast with that at some point. Uh, we'll talk some hoops later this week. Enjoy it, Illini fans. Illinois football is back. Illinois football is relevant. Illinois football is fun. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Inquirer podcast.